0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to KMIH, Mercer Island. You are on a brand new show today, folks. What you are listening to today is Stop Looking at Me Like That, the show where we analyze and we discuss some of the weirdest lore that we found in our favorite fictional franchises. I am Andrew Pearson. I am joined by my host today, Mr. Harry Gollin. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Hi, uh, my name is Harry Gallen. Uh The franchise I'll be talking about today is Star Wars, and uh, there's plenty of weird stuff to get into.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure. So, I'm going to ask you two uh, sort of guiding questions before we start, Harry, and then okay. you can just dump whatever, whatever it is you're going to dump <laughs> on me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Alright, so, the first is, what is the topic that we're going to be talking about?
1: Okay, so it's going to be the lore, and I'm going to go to the first lore that's not just bizarre and spread out, and it's basically the Knights of the Old Republic video game. Okay. Um, And it's the story, and I'm going to give some background context that isn't in the game, but is in the Extended Universe, but it's basically centered around the story of the video game. Gotcha.
0: And uh, just as a second thing, uh, where does this fit in the overall, in the overarching? Uh, Star Wars lore, like what's the timeline and all stuff like that. All right, let
1: me help you out here because this is bizarre. But basically, the entire Star Wars universe has been built around a timeline called BBY, oh before my God. the Battle of oh. before the Battle of Yavin, which isn't a New Hope when they blow up the first Death Star, right? Okay.
0: So everything takes place before Episode Four.
1: Uh, yeah. All of this is four thousand years before Palpatine reorganizes the Republic into the first Galactic what? Empire. Four thousand years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, because basically the the logic was, if we make it so far away, we don't have we don't have to worry about any implications of our game. So they basically just set it four thousand years before the rise of the Galactic Empire. Okay. Okay. All right. So that's that's where it fits in the general timeline. So early, one of the earliest properties. There's a few others that are a little earlier, but as as Star Wars properties and extended universe stuff goes, it's pretty it's pretty early. Uh huh. Yeah. So you start. Ready? Start. Okay. So, um, how do I start this? Okay. Basically, so there's these guys called the Mandalorians, right? And I'm sure, did you watch the TV show or have you seen any of I did of that? not watch the TV show. Okay, basically there was this big, like, reformation in the Mandal- in Mandalorian society probably about a hundred or so years before uh, the events of the game start, basically where they, they elevate war to, like, basically being a holy art, right? And so they're like, oh man, we gotta fight some war. And then they get roped in to fight with some Sith Lord named Exar Kun, And they're like, oh, man, we're really strong compared to the Weak Republic. And basically what happens is now Mandalore the Ultimate, who's the new leader. uh, That's the title they give their leaders is Mandalore. The Ultimate? Um, The Ultimate. Yeah, there's Mandalore (laughs) the Indomitable, Mandalore the uh, the Ultimate. And then I think there's one called um, the Preserver or something like that. But that's not the point. Um, (laughs) Basically, they decide. They decide they're going to attack a bunch of worlds on the border of the Republic. And the Republic's like, no, nah, this is fine. Nothing will happen. They wouldn't dare. Well, they do dare. And the Jedi Council, they, they, they sense some weird shit. So they're like, we're not going to help the Republic. And I mean, as you can probably guess, without the aid of the Jedi, it goes very, very poorly. You know? Okay. And so basically then this splinter group of uh, Jedi under the command of someone named Revan... And decides to go off and fight without the council's uh, blessing. And they turn the tide of the war. They commit. They they win the war. But there's several things that are kind of notable. One, um, Revan slowly sort of goes further and further down the path of the dark side during the entire war. Because, you know, he starts using more and more brutal tactics to win. Also, they commit a giant war crime at the end of it to end the war. How do I explain this? Okay, so Malachor V is a planet, right? Okay. And basically, there's a there's a Jedi general who's relevant in the sequel game named Mitra Sirk, and basically, she is command of the of a small fleet, a fleet that's pretty vulnerable, right? And it's used to bait the um, the Mandalorians into a trap, and they arrive with all their remaining fleet to try and destroy uh, the, the Republic fleet, right? And then. They um, then they release a super weapon called the mass shadow generator, which basically creates a gravitational pull that pulls all the ships together and rips them apart and also destroys the planet and kills probably 10, 15,000 people.
0: That's so convoluted,
1: right? It's pretty convoluted. But yeah, so they committed a bunch of war crimes. But everyone's like, OK, but you know what? They're a hero of the Republic. You know, they're above criticism. Everyone's super happy. But then Revan and Malak, Malak being his apprentice, or well, his name is Alec at that point. It's a whole thing. Just he has a best friend named Alec who goes and is like his second in command throughout the war, and they go to the unknown regions beyond where the Republic knows, and they come back Sith lords, and no one knows why they turn to Sith lords. Uh, in the game, though, this is where it gets interesting because there's two logical explanations. One is the extended universe, and one is the now canon one. What? So, oh my gosh no. It's gonna gonna make your head hurt. Alright, so, the original so, the original explanation, which is explained in the original second game, um, is that Revan saw the power of a secret Sith Empire and decided he needed to reorganize the Republic into a much stronger Empire under his command. So, he didn't fall to the dark side, he chose the dark side, right? But now, canonically, there was just a secret Sith Emperor who was so powerful, he tricked Revan.
0: That's the canon. Why? Why?
1: Okay, why was You're... the canon changed, first of all? Because, um, so the Sith Emperor, whose name is Vitiate, who Revan either A, saw and was afraid of, and then decided to rally the Republic, or B, was tricked by, um, is the main villain of EA's mm, MMORPG called Star Wars The Old Republic. So to make their villain look scarier, they made him all like, oh yeah, he kicked that out of you know? He was just, you know, so... I think it was just to make their villain look worse. You know what I mean? To make him look more scary.
0: Yeah, but who split the timeline? Who 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 split
1: the realities? I believe it was EA. I think it was just EA when they released their cause um oh wait, wait, no, I think it was technically Oh no uh, there was a no 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 there was a Revan novel and that novel technically was the first one to say that, it was you know. A fishy novel? Is just, oh god, there's tons of Star Wars novels. I actually oh, no. have a few. So, I mean, I should I should really tell you about him. We'll get to Darth Bane and Darth Plagueis, don't you worry. Um, not not in this episode. They're they're a few thousand years on. Don't worry about that. Are you kidding me. Oh, it's so much, so much All right, all right. Basically, Revan returns as a Sith Lord with his apprentice Darth Malak, right? Sounds good. Sounds good. Right. So, what is what is Revan going to do? Well, he basically just all the all the troops are loyal to Revan and not the Republic because, you know, he he turned the war around. So, Basically, the Sith turn around, but they always have, like, this infinite number of ships. They never run out of ships. They have tons of troops, right? Sounds good. The Sith are about to win, except there's this one wrinkle in Revan's master plan to take over the Republic. Okay. Bas- basically, there's this Jedi Padawan named Bastila who has a power called Battle Meditation, which is just like... Uh, I don't know what to say it is. It Basically, it makes an army stronger, faster, more lucky, etc., right? Okay. Um, And so... The, the outgunned Republic forces win numerous victories when Bastila is in command because she does her battle meditation stuff, and then they win. But they still don't think they're going to win. The Jedi Council's like, no, we're still not going to win unless we capture Revan. So they send an elite strike team of Jedi that get yeeted immediately by Revan, except for Bastila. But then Malak, sensing an opportunity, fires on Revan's ship, right? And so Revan's unconscious, probably dead, and Bastila is alive right probably okay. dead we'll get to that um basically so now let's cut to the beginning of the game you, you wait you we haven't gotten to the beginning now this is all backstory are you no, kidding no. oh my <laughs> god all right so you got that
0: i think i got man- that i think i got some Mandalorian's
1: attack jedi war hero falls to the dark side after winning the war Yeah, the, has a bunch
0: of- the, the sith meant the now sith man is presumed dead by a uh, uh, an elite gamer assassins,
1: but right, from except, the Jedi. Except they're all dead except Bastila because you know Revan just wrecked them. So so, so everyone's dead. Everyone except Bastila. And that's probably Revan. Like. Probably Revan. All right. So let's cut to the beginning of the game. So you create your it's character. Too you early in the morning stats. for this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So you create your character, right? Okay. And then you wake up on a Republic ship called the Endar Spire. And your bunkmate runs in and he's like, the Sith are attacking um, our ship. And we're going we're gonna to get blown up. So we just need to make it to the bridge to make sure Bastila, who is commanding this fleet on the Endar Spire, is okay. And then we're going to get the ship, right? Right? Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you fight your way through the ship. And then it's revealed. And then uh, a pilot named Karth Onasi, who's one of the few veterans of the Mandalorian Wars who sticks with the Republic, is like, Bastila's off the ship. You need to get to the uh, escape pause. Sure enough, you go to the bridge, and no one's there, right? A bunch of Sith guys are there, and you have to fight them. But that's okay, because you beat them, because it's a video game. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so basically after you leave the bridge, uh, there's a dark Jedi who's later revealed to be Malik's apprentice Darth Bandon, um, who is blocking the way. And so Trask sacrifices himself by running in and locking the door behind him so you can flee. So, basically, you run through the rest of the Andar Spire, and you escape through an escape pod onto the planet Terrace with Karth. Okay? The pilot from before.
0: Uh, okay.
1: (laughs) At this point, it's worth mentioning that your character has no memory of how they got there. They just vaguely remember a few things. Oh, of course they have
0: amnesia. Yeah. Of course they
1: do. So, basically, you land on... So, then you wake up. You have this weird dream where... You know how I described that whole... um, strike team getting yeeted by Revan, but then re- everyone's presumed dead except for bast at the end of it okay you have that dream the player has that dream oh uh, and it's assumed you were
0: on on the on the elite gamer squad <laughs>
1: all right so we'll see where (laughs) this goes um but you wake up and uh you get some you get some foreshadowing from karth and all that but karth is like we really need to look for bastola because that was the only place any of the escape pods could have gone so she's probably going to be down somewhere in terrace and the thing about terrace is that there's three levels right there's the upper city which is like you know metropolis and it's all the rich people you have the lower city which is a bunch of you know gangs and you have the lowest city I don't it's called like the outcast village in the sewers where it's just like a bunch of people and also some nasty monsters right Mm -hmm. okay okay so you're rolling out and you you go into you go into an apartment and you realize that the whole planet is under martial law right the Sith are patrolling everywhere they shoot anyone who opposes them and basically through you get a you get a disguise by stealing some Sith uniforms right Mm -hmm. and you go down to the under city not the lowest city, but the Undercity, where you meet Gadden, who's the leader of the Hidden Becks. So let's, let's, let me have a size here. There's two gangs, two big gangs in the Undercity. There's the Hidden Becks, who are the good gang, right? They're super nice. And you have the Black Volkers, who are <laughs> bad. <laughs> <laughs> is it because they're oh. black, Harry? <laughs> hey, in fairness, Gadden is black, and he's a good guy. He's the leader of the Hidden Becks. Also, most of the Black Volkers are this really ugly alien race I can't remember. Um, oh, so you don't only... like
0: aliens? I see.
1: Oh, there's this guy on the streets of Terrace who just screams like a plague walks among us. And the aliens. <laughs> is, and it, is, is it? Is it like? Any... Is it?
0: Is it like the uh, the Oblivion voice lines from the characters? Like,
1: uh, <laughs> stop right there, criminal scum. Is is oh, it time... stuff like that? If you ever talk to a to a Sith uh, guard, he'll be like, "Stay out of our way, citizen. We have official Sith business. You'll stay out of our way if you know what's good for you." And you can walk by with Bastila, who's like the key to the Republic war effort, and Karth, a war hero, all while wearing Republic equipment, and they will just still say the same thing. It's very <laughs> funny. It's very funny. They're not the they're not the brightest. Anyway, you're like, hey, Gaden, uh, I need to find Bastila, and he's like, oh, maybe I maybe I did hear about some escape pods, but I'm but you're gonna have to do something for me. And basically, there's a there's a racing game called Swoop Racing. Basically, it's just uh, pod racing but slower and older, right? So it's just off-brand pod racing, okay? All right. And they have this prototype engine that could go really fast and win the annual swoop race, but the Black Volker stole it. So you need to break into the Black Volker base and take it back. And basically, the it becomes clear that you can't make it through the door, so you have to go through the sewers to go find the back door, okay? All right. All right, so you go down to the sewers, um, and there's a group of people called the Outcasts, and they're just, like, living a very pitiful life. Uh, they're not allowed to leave. their really crappy village, It's it's just very depressing. But eventually you go out and you meet these, like, creatures called Rack Ghouls, who are basically, um, they're just monsters, right? But if they hit you, they'll infect you. Uh, in the game, that just means that you get, you get poisoned every time they hit you, just about, okay? Mm-hmm. But you fight your way through the sewers. Except, well, before you reach the sewers, there's a Twi'lek named Mission Vow. And she's like, hey, uh, these, the Gamorreans, who are, you know, the big pig people from Jabba's Palace, if you remember. Okay. uh, A group of Gamorreans kidnapped my friend, Zalbar, who's a Wookiee, right? Yeah, I know what a Wookiee is. I know what that one is. Good, good. Anyway, so basically, she knows how to break, so basically the back door of the Vulgar base is guarded by a ray shield. And she's the only one who knows how to take the ray shield down but in order for her to take the ratio down, you need to rescue her friend, okay? So you do, you break in, you kill a bunch of Gamorians, um, and Zalbar saved. He swears a life debt to you, um, which means he's going to travel with you for the rest of the game, right?
0: And, and, um, and at what point are we in the game? Are we, like, halfway through the game, or are we, like, <laughs> first two no.
1: hours in? Uh, Yeah, just about two hours is about right, actually. Oh, you gotta things, be kidding me. Things speed up, I promise you. But Terrace is the densest of all the planets. Basically, so you break through, and then mission's like, hey, uh, I'll take down that race shield for you. Also, there's a whole side quest where you can get, like, a series of journals that give the outcasts a map to a better life. You can do that, but it's optional. So, you know, that's just, that's the thing that's worth mentioning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Basically, though, you break into the base, and then you realize that there's one last sort of guard, one last piece of, you know, one last obstacle, really, to get into the Volker base, and it's a rancor. Basically, you just got to stick a grenade in a, pal- in a pile and also sprays some odor on it so that the rancor thinks it's food, and then just eat it and die. Right? Great stuff. Epic. Uh, <laughs> indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and basically, okay. So then we get into the black Volcar base, and you break through. You you know you kill everyone in your way, and eventually you reach the um, the my, my, basically the the swoop engine and, and the people guarding it. And the guy who's guarding it makes you an offer, basically saying, "Hey, if you go around and you kill all the." Uh, Hidden backs, you know, I'll pay you a lot of money, right? Okay. But l- let's assume you're doing a light side playthrough, right? Because that's, that's what I usually do. Uh, it's, it's, that's how I remember it. So basically, you say, no, you're a bad person. You fight, you win. You take the swoop engine back. So you run back to the hidden back base, right? And you got talk to Gad and he's like, okay, I'm glad you got me the engine. But, um, you know, uh, I need you to do one more thing for me before I can get you, you know, help with Bastila. And he explains that Bastila is actually the prize for the annual swoop race. So, like, the swoop race, the annual swoop race is such a big deal that each gang is expected to put up, you know, some sort of prize, whether that be like a slave or a lot of money, something like that, right? And so this year, Bastila, who they only think she's a Republic officer, they don't realize she's a Jedi, Um, she's the prize, right? And so you need to, so it it turns out that because the prototype engine, though being very fast, is kind of dangerous and not tested, it is a prototype after all, Gan's like, you're going to race it. So you do, and you win, but then the leader of the Black Vulcars, Brejik, is like, no, I won't give you uh, your prize, so you have to kill him, and then Bastila comes back, right? So then you return to your hideout where you first woke up, and you have an argument with Karth and Bastila, because that's, you know that's what they do they argue a lot um, and you realize that some things need to be done you need to figure out a way to get off this planet right because you've been spending all your time trying to find her and you don't know how to get off the planet okay okay so then you go and you exit the you exit your little room and some guy walks by and he's like hey Candorus Ordo wants to see you now you could have met Candorus you've probably seen him before in the game but you don't you've never really talked to him all that much right so you don't know that much about him so you go to the cantina out of curiosity and Kandrus reveals himself to be a Mandalorian mercenary who's working for the local crime boss, Davik. And basically, he says, I know the Sith are going to do something really bad to this planet. I need to get off, so I'll make you a deal. If you can break into the Sith base and steal the launch code so we don't get blasted, I will sneak you into Davik's base so we can steal his ship. All right. Uh, so <laughs> I love how you say all right like I responded. <laughs> I mean, it's a little convoluted. But basically, you break into the Sith base, You beat a bunch of much harder units as the game's in difficulty uh, increases significantly for a short little period. Um, And you kill the Sith Governor, and you steal the launch codes and get a ton of credits. And so then you meet Kandris again, and he's like, I know that you broke in. Great job. Uh, Now I'm going to pretend to take you in. I'm taking you into Davik's mansion, and I'm going to pretend that you are a new recruit. And so sure enough, you come in, and Davik's like, "Oh, I'm always looking for new recruits." And you also meet this bounty hunter named Kalo Nord, who's you know he's a jerk basically, gotcha. uh, and he hates Candras. And he hates Kandor's. basically. So you're you're stuck in your room. So you do the same thing you do like in the Sith base, but you just fight your way through it, killing all the guards, and eventually you deactivate hangar security, get the uh, get unlock get the uh, ship unlocking codes from a previous pilot, and then you run into the ship. And Davik and Callow are there as well, and they're like, "You can't run away with our ship." So you beat them up, and then the Sith bombardment seemingly kills Callow Nord, and you definitely killed Davik Kane, right? So you run away on the on Davik's ship, which is called the Evan Hawk, and you run away to a Jedi enclave on Dantooine, right? Just the end of Terrace, which is the first planet and the largest planet. That was in the, the first planet. Don't worry, all the other planets are much shorter, but this—that's oh. the long one. All right, all right. Oh. So that, oh. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. Yeah. So you arrive on Dantooine, and all the Jedi Masters are like, oh, you're very strong in the force, but you're so old. I don't want to train you, but they, you know, they train you anyway. So you learn the force and then you go out there and you learn the Jedi code. You build your lightsaber. It's always cool. Great stuff. But then something very important happens. Basically, they're like, you need to there's a there's a grove in Dantooine that's been tainted. It's got the dark side in it and they won't tell you what's tainted the grove, but you need to solve it. Uh, So you go through, there's a bunch of side quests you can do, but mainly you fight your way through a surprisingly aggressive wildlife, right? And then you finally come to uh, this former Jedi named Juhani, who is like, I killed my master, I'm embracing the dark side. But she's not actually that strong, so you you beat her pretty easily, right? Okay. Uh, And then you can either kill her, or you can, you know, redeem her to the light. And then she'll become a companion if you redeem her to the light. But if you just do if you want to go full dark side, you just kill her. Right. Understood. So the Jedi Council will respond in two ways. If you kill her, they're like, oh, you didn't do a very good job. But I guess you did cleanse the, you know, the, the grove. So I guess I have to promote you. But they'll be very happy if you just, you know, redeem her. So then you're called in. You and Bastila at this time share a vision, a vision of Revan and Malak visiting a weird ancient ruin, right? And because you and Bastila both shared the same vision, the Jedi Council calls you in and you're like... And they, and they say, you know, you both need to investigate this ancient ruin. So you go and investigate this strange ruin, right? And you discover several things. One, the ancient ruin dates back 15,000 years from the events of that game.
0: What? <laughs> what? Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. uh, and basically, there was this ancient empire of fish people called the Rakata who committed various genocides. They were just an early empire, right? But anyway... So, they built this thing called the Star Forge, And you don't know what that is exactly, but you know it's some sort of super weapon. Well, you break through, you finish the challenges, and you get to the last room, which is a, a map. And you need to collect maps from several other planets to basically find your way. Okay? All right. So, you see the other planets that are like Kashyyyk, Tatooine, Manon, um, and Korriban. So, you fly around to those planets. On, so, in Kashyyyk, you go... And you have to negotiate politics between the Wookiees because one side is the uh, Wookiees who want to collaborate with, the, with a big corporation and sell other Wookiees into slaves. And the other ones are just, you know, drive the, uh, drive the slavers off Kashyyyk. So you do what you want to do. But eventually, the one thing you do on Kashyyyk that's really important is you meet an old Jedi, sort of Jedi, named uh, Joe Lee. who He's one of the funniest companions in the game. But basically, he helps you get through. He will stay with you for the rest of the game. And so you, you get your star map on Kashyyyk, you can go to Tatooine, right? And you have to kill a dragon, but eventually, but you so you lure it out into some mines and you kill a dragon. I don't remember
0: the... dragons in Star Wars.
1: Ah, ah. Uh, so Why, what? <laughs> okay, so they're oh, they're no. called great dragons. They live in caves and um, they don't fly. They live in caves. They're think of them like um a giant and i mean giant komodo dragon right like just massive that's basically what they are and so you kill it with a bunch of mines because you know whatever and then you find another star map and then you go to Corobon. i mean you can let me emphasize you can go to these planets these four planets in any order you want you can go like but i'm just going in a random order so then you go to Corobon, and you have to pretend to be a sith and eventually you go into a tomb um which has the has the star map in it right cool so you have the star map, and then you leave Koroban and you go to Manan. Manan is sort of a weird planet because the people in Manan, the Selkath, are sort of neutral. They're allegedly neutral, right? Okay. So you have to kind of negotiate those politics, and you can't just kill people in the streets anymore, which is very sad. But basically, you break into the Sith base. Um, then you... Uh, to help the Republic embassy, the guy, uh, the ambassador... Um, he wants you to break into the sith base and in exchange He'll give you a submersible to head down to the sea floor. because your vision because you got a vision uh, Told you that it was at the bottom of the sea floor. So you go you break into the sith base They catch you and they're like hey, what are you doing? But you can just say but the sith kidnapped youth to train them in the dark side and then they'll be like, okay We'll let you off then so you go back to the embassy and You go into the submersible and you go down all the way down and to the Republic base because the Republic had been setting up a secret base right Except now, there's the secret Republic base is overwhelmed with insane cellcath, right? And okay. they're just they're killing people. They're killing people, right? It's it's like an apocalyptic base. Uh, there's a bunch of crazy cellcath, you know, screaming. It's it's a whole it's a whole thing, and you fight your way through that, and then you go out in a special suit to go out into the bottom of the seafloor, and you get the Jedi, and you get the and you get the star map, right? You can also either decide to kill the giant shark, which is the um, ancestor of the entire Cellcath race or you can save it so you can kill it or save it and if you kill it you're banned from manon permanently but if you save it they'll let you come back okay now one thing i should also mention is that when you have completed three of those planets and you got one left your ship will be captured by malik on his flagship the leviathan and you go through and basically the same thing happens you're imprisoned you break out you fight your way through but several things happen one you have to fight the commander of uh Malak's forces Admiral Careth, and he will tell Karth a secret about your identity but you don't know what that identity is so Karth starts looking really angrily at you um and then you but you have to keep going cuz the you cuz the Levi, you got to get off the Leviathan you got to go back to the Evanhawk and so you're running to the Evanhawk when Malik appears and you fight Malik and you beat him but he tells you the truth you are Revan, right ah uh... I see. And the Jedi, Bastila brought you back barely alive. Uh, she saves your life. That's why you have, a, that's why you share visions with her is because she brought you back to life. Wait, basically. but but
0: what about her bringing you back to life gives you her
1: visions? Because essentially, so the the convoluted logic is that she gave a piece of herself to you, I guess. Like oh that. my so, god. So you, you're, you're a forced bond. You're, you're linked. Your fates are linked. Alright. So but what? they also she brings you back. Sl- oh no! She brings you back barely alive, and the Jedi wipe your mind completely and program a new identity, where uh-huh. you're just a Republic soldier, right? And then Bastila sacrifices herself so you can escape. So Bastila is now imprisoned by Malak, and so you so you go to your last planet. You find Star Map, uh, as I previously mentioned, and then you find out where you need to go. There's a planet that's only called the Unknown Planet because it's not known. No one knows where it is. And it's actually the homeland. It's the homeland of the Rakata Empire, the one who built the Star Forge. That's why it's, you know, the center of the map. Mm-hmm. And you go there and you immediately crash because there's some sort of field that basically makes any ship that enters the atmosphere crash, right? Okay, so you have now two missions. You need to figure out what the hell's going on and how to get up to the Star Forge, which you've now realized is up there, uh, is up in space nearby. And you need to get some parts to repair your ship so you can fly, okay? All right. So basically, assuming you're doing the good guy thing, you can go and there are two clans. There's the the clan of the elders who are like the traditionalists and then there's the clan of the one. They really just keep coming, don't they? They really do. (laughs) But we're at the very end of the game now. So basically, the one is just a fascist dictator. So you can either kill the one and help the elders or you can kill the elders, help the one. And whoever you help will let you into a temple and you need to get into that temple. Also, they will give you some uh, scrap metal to repair your ship. So basically, you have your ship repaired, and then you enter the temple. Now, you're supposed to enter alone, but then you, you're you allowed to bring companions because they don't really fight you if you do. So, you do. And you fight your way through the temple, and you face off against Bastila, who has now fallen to the dark side on the roof of the temple. And you beat her, so she runs away, onto the Starforge. But now that you've got your repaired ship, you return and you fly up. You call in the Republic Navy for a final assault on the Starforge. And it's revealed what the Starforge is. So the Starforge is a factory, a massive factory that can produce infinite numbers of ships. Okay. So you gotta you gotta destroy the Starforge or you will never win. So you break onto the Starforge uh with some Jedi who are like, oh yeah, we'll help you. But they die immediately because they're you know, they're they're just bad. They're useless. And you fight Exactly, they are completely useless. So you fight your way through and occasionally it cuts to these cutscenes where Malak's like, yes, throw the apprentices at them, throw random <laughs> he just throws everything against him against you, and so you, you end up fighting, it's actually pretty difficult, because they just throw a ridiculous number of units at you, but you fight your way through, and eventually you have your final confrontation with Malik, where you defeat him, and he's sort of like, oh, you know, I always knew your fate was greater than mine, Revan, I should never have tried to resist that, uh, and then he dies.
0: That's a bromo, And then the Star yeah.
1: and big bra, and then the Star Force blows up, like Death Star style, and you leave, and especially, if you did the light side ending, like I've been talking about, you get, the ending is you get Hailed as a hero of the Republic, and things are going great. And that's right. the end of the, that's the end of the KOTOR story.
0: Now I know this is gonna sound really terrible. Uh, who's Malak again?
1: Oh, he's just uh, Revan's friend turned apprentice. You know, friend turned the one apprentice. One who... Yeah, when they went to the dark, they went to the unknown regions, and then they became Sith. Malak became the apprentice because Revan was stronger. Sure, just just yeah. Sure. No, nah, I mean. <laughs> Listen, listen, I have steeped myself in this lore for years, and it's still very confusing to me. So, if this doesn't make sense, it's, it's kind of it's how it is. I
0: had, That's like, just... five races get thrown into my face. There's, yeah, like, yeah. eight planet. There's, like, five planets in this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, some of them exist in the, existed before. Like, um, Ta- Tatooine, Tatooine, I Tatooine know. Tatooine and Kashyyyk was the Wookiee planet. I don't know if we've ever been there, but we'd at least heard about it. Uh, technically,
0: I, you go there like twice. I remember uh, in, it was one. In Revenge one, of the Sith. Yeah, once in the in Revenge of the Sith and another one in the Disney sequels.
1: Maybe they did good. Like, I don't like really to remember. pick up
0: Chewbacca or
1: something. Yeah, I don't really remember the uh, Disney sequel series all that well. Those suck. Um, Those suck. Not very good. Not very good. But, um, and Dantooine is technically mentioned because... Uh, Leia tells the uh, Empire that the Rebel base is on Dantooine, but then they just blow up all over on her home. Over. But that's 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 different. I mean, it's not really talking about Dantooine; it's talking about it just mentions it. So yeah, basically, it's a bunch of new stuff. It's basically a whole different universe because it's so it's so long ago.
0: I see, but I mean did did yeah. you did you enjoy it? Did you enthrall yourself in the story? I like the story.
1: I like convoluted stories, so you know, I had quite a lot of fun. But Oh, then you'd have a
0: field how- day with Kingdom
1: Hearts. Yeah, well, I wonder. I've never played King. I've never played or heard. Of- well, I've heard of Kingdom Hearts, but I've never played it or looked at the story. So you know, <laughs> the
0: story is terrible in those games, dude. No oh, boy, it, but <laughs> it's it's like they set up all these plot threads for a a decent story, and then they just make the most convoluted system out of everything. It's hilarious. Mmm, good stuff.
1: All right, so um. Now I will tell you that there's a sequel to this game with an even more convoluted story.
0: Oh dear God. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I, don't I can think... I don't think I can handle that this morning.
1: I know, right? I think I think I should give you some time to process this one. Cause KOTOR2's story very much builds on KOTOR. So you need to know the first story, or at least have a general sense of it to understand the second one.
0: Okay, so from what I'm gathering is
1: mm-hmm. that
0: beginning of the game, uh, a yeah. big Bad Sith man, who used to be Jedi, gets yeah. game-ended by an elite gamer squad of Jedi, and is presumed mm-hmm. dead. Then you start the game. You are a Jedi soldier
1: who d- who has amnesia, because of course you do. Yeah, technically you don't know you're a Jedi, right? You're just a Republic soldier. But yes, you are Force-sensitive, so you will be a Jedi. And
0: then you go throughout the first planet trying to uh escape correct and finding allies along the way
1: yeah exactly yeah the other other thing is you have to rescue Bastila right
0: okay so you rescue you rescue you rescue Bastilman and that's right and you go to four different planets two of which people actually care about and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um it's mostly just a bunch of rescue missions and escaping and finding your ships again, or
1: finding ways to smuggle yourself out of said planets, correct? Uh, Usually you don't have to smuggle yourself out, usually. Uh, Though yes, it does happen on some planets. Korriban, specifically, you have to smuggle yourself out because it's the Sith world. But yes, essentially, yeah.
0: And then you go to out of map world, where you crash land, you have to fight Mm -hmm. your friend, and then
1: the game ends. Then you go up into the space station, and you kill the big bad, and then the big game ends, yeah, basically. Okay, I think I got the key points. You caught on pretty quickly, I gotta give you that thing. The only thing you didn't mention was that uh, in between your um, the four planets, if you've completed three, then Malik will appear and he'll capture Basila, which is why you have to fight her on the unknown planet. But yeah, you got, you got the very convoluted story down. Um, yeah. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's so sad. I mean, I'm gonna, I've gotta say, like, as a story goes, I mean, it's pretty good for a video game story. But as a trying to explain it goes, mm, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were just like, oh, this will be an interesting plot beat, so we're just gonna put it in there, and they didn't care if it made any sense in the, in the sort of grander picture. So you know, that's what this is. Yeah, and it's a good game. Isn't all of the, aren't all these like extended universe things all retcon now? So they're, quote-unquote, legends, which means, essentially, they probably didn't happen, but we're technically not saying that they definitely didn't happen, which basically means Disney can just rip off the extended universe if they want, but mostly they just ignore it. Um, Great, so we do but, know one thing. So they just get to pussyfoot around
0: it for basically, who, for yeah. however mm-hmm. long they want, they get a profit mm-hmm. off it. Of course. Exactly.
1: Of course. So the name the name Revan is canon. There is a Revan in the Disney Star Wars canon, in the but DSD. nothing else. But we don't know if any of the story I just told you is canon anymore. We just know that the name Revan is exists. Canon. It exists. There was a Revan. That's what we know.
0: And and who confirmed that the that Revan was still a thing?
1: Um, some Disney rep was like, hey, uh, I think Disney might have put out a timeline or something or an article. Oh, I don't remember exactly what. Disney just wants to ruin everything, dude. Oh, Disney, man. I mean, I gotta say, I as much as I get why they didn't want Legends because it would get in the way, I mean, honestly. Some of the legend stuff is better than the sequel trilogy. Not all. Let me emphasize. A lot of like the extended universe pre-Disney was very very bad, but some of it was interesting and and, and good. So, you know. It's disappointing that they would just write off the entire thing.
0: Yeah, I, I got you. Um my my favorite franchise uh has always kept the comic book continuity and the game continuity separate. So.
1: Yeah. That was prompt. I mean, I don't know if you could do that with Star Wars. though. I'm not sure, you know, because Star Wars is full of people who love continuity. That's like the that's the big thing Star Wars fans love. Is they're like, but where does it fit in the timeline? So you know, they would have all been really angry if Disney had created a new timeline. Yeah. But then again, they got they got angry anyway. So I mean, I don't. You're kind of right. You're never going to anymore. please a Star Wars fan. Star Wars fans I mean, are listen, fans that you will never please. I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest with you, as a Star Wars fan, it's hard to please me. I mean, you
0: know, there's always gonna be something. That is so incredibly wrong that death to Disney, and we're gonna go raid Walt Disney's grave, and
1: we're gonna <laughs> dig it up, and we're gonna boycott hang it on a the pike. movie. <laughs> Sounds about right.
0: It's uh, a- there's always something in the Star Wars fandom that
1: people are making a stink about. There really, really, really is, isn't there? I can't. I'm trying to think of a time when the Star Wars fandom wasn't angry, and I can only think of. Before, when we heard there was going to be a new Star Wars movie, before the previews, before the movie, but bef- but when we heard there was going to be a new movie, everyone was excited,
0: right? So, would this be before the sequels or before
1: the prequels? Uh, this would be the sequels. Um, the when they announced they were going to make the movie, not like not the, the preview caused a lot of negativity, but when they announced there will be a new movie, there was excitement, genuine excitement and happiness. Among the fandom. And that was probably the last time. Because as so, soon as the preview came out, they're all like, oh, it doesn't look any good. What's wrong with emo Darth Vader? Which I don't necessarily disagree with. But, yeah. That's probably the last time the Star Wars fandom was happy.
0: So, from my understanding, the only points where the Star Wars fandom was actually pleased with the, the content, okay, mm-hmm. is when the sequels were announced to be in production... Yep. When the prequels were announced to be in production. Exactly. Yep. And then, like, late 80s. And exactly, then that's
1: it. Exactly. I'm glad you've grasped it so clearly. That's about right. That's about right. Now, a lot of Star Wars fans have their, like, favorite little extended universe characters. I, myself, like a few characters who are not technically canon. But, yeah. In terms of, like, a time when, as a Star Wars fan, I'm happy, it's pretty rare. You're usually just kind of, you know.
0: Yeah. Like, as a, as a Sonic fan, you know, our fandom it's usually mm. just based off self-deprecating and self-hating individuals because we have been so starved for a game
1: cool. that we we're, we're just waiting and it hurts what about the unironic oc creators mm-hmm. and the, <laughs> you can the unironic that oc creators
0: are way overblown uh, ah. it, it, it's it's a meme it's like it, it's like <laughs> oh saying, it's a meme <laughs> yeah everybody makes fun. You don't understand. The Sonic fandom makes fun of itself.
1: How can I make, how can, how is it if they're so overblown that if I search up literally any name and then the hedgehog, there's fan art?
0: Because, because losers on Deviant. Losers on Deviant art, dude.
1: They're part of the Sonic fandom too, Andrew.
0: I, it's, it (laughs) sucks. It sucks because I, well, then again, you have the Star Wars fans. Uh, who will raid conventions and stuff, so...
1: Yeah, no, listen, I'm not saying the Star Wars fandom is a beacon of greatness and, you know, purity. But, you know, uh, yeah. Still, it's very funny to look up any name and then the hedgehog.
0: Oh, it's hilarious. It, oh, man. It, it It's so funny. It, like... I remember... Oh, yeah, continue. Oh, no, Yeah, I was going to say you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, fine.
1: <laughs> Basically... So, you know Sebastian, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seventh grade, he was very uptight. And Thomas, because Thomas and Sebastian really wanted each other's throats back then. They've reconciled recently, but they used to really hate each other. And Thomas really wanted to freak Sebastian out, so we looked up Sebastian the Hedgehog, and that that (laughs) did the trick. That definitely did the trick. (laughs) Dude, the the people who do that scare me. Mm. Like, legitimately. I I don't understand it, though. That being said, though, don't don't underestimate the power of the Star Wars fandom to create their own original characters. I would
0: I would assume I find the Star Wars characters just as cringy because um, again they 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 give themselves all of these random force powers right. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah no I mean I gotta admit like nothing. To me, is quite as cringy as drawing yourself as an anthropomorphic hedgehog from a video game series that hasn't been good in twenty years consistently. Ah, uh, but well, okay, you put in the consistently. You put in the consistently. yeah, yeah. I, I didn't want. I didn't want to. You know, I like generations. I like generations. Okay, okay. But yeah, no. But it's it's very it's very cringeworthy because they're all like you know best friends with Luke Skywalker, and it's just ooh, you know, big ooh.
0: Yeah, it's it's off-putting. I mean. When you're looking at OCs, and I think the reason people make OCs of Sonic characters is because of the highly adaptable art style. That, mm, that, that nothing personnel, kid.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Teleports mm. behind you.
1: <laughs> I hate you, father. Father, why? <laughs> oh man, I can't wait till you try and explain some Sonic lore to me. Because you see, the thing is, say what you about Star Wars lore at least they're all, like, characters who are, like, living beings. You know what I mean? They're, they're, <laughs> like, they're, you're going to try and tell me the super dramatic storyline about anthropomorphic hedgehog, and I can't wait. Well, I mean, to be quite honest, I think the
0: characterization in pretty much everything past uh, issue 160 when the actual decent writer comes in is... What about actually- my boy Ken Penders? We will get to Ken Penders, dude. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about Ken Penders one day. I promise <laughs> you. Uh, I think I am. So, for those who are listening in on the show, pretty much we're going to be switching off franchises every week. So by this time next week, we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog lore, uh, and then mm. after that, we're gonna be we're gonna be going back to whatever whatever Star Wars is.
1: Oh yeah! Now we're gonna. We, we still got a few thousand years to work through, Andy. Don't you worry. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, we could even go back in time a little further if you wanted to talk about the Great Hyperspace War. Yeah, and, we're going to go know, back Star to the King. freaking
0: dinosaur age is what we're going to go back to. Oh,
1: you want to go back to the when the order was called the Jedi Order and they were, oh, they all fall no. sticks on a planet Titan? Yeah, you want to go Make back it there, stop.
0: Andy? We can do that. <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> ah, what,
1: what is it? Any never of that? Is. It never ends. <laughs> you will always find more. You know what the best part is? When we eventually catch up with the movies, I could just go right past the movies to the extended universe after and the Yujan Vong and Admiral Thrawn and the New Empire. Oh. And um the other stuff. And marriage. aid Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker gets a gets a wife in the extended universe. That's a thing.
0: Dang, dude. But like, know like, you're he get he, he, he get he gets closure. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me he's not a hermit on an island milking aliens? No. And basically, extended universe,
1: uh, Luke Skywalker is essentially this, like, galaxy-breaking power. He's just, he's broken, right? He can do whatever he wants. He's super strong in the force. He can, like, throw entire planets around. He can fight entire Sith armies and stuff. Extended universe, Luke Skywalker is super powerful,
0: right? I see. Yeah. I mean that that that's cool. Um uh, going on to next week, I think I'm gonna start with an actual Ken Penders story. Oh my that's, Just that's for risky. you. Risky risky. Um I've I haven't read it yet, uh and I'm doing it just for chronology's sake. Mm. Uh but there was like this one huge arc called the Endgame Arc. And we'll get into we'll get into the it endgame last time, arc. I think.
1: Mm. But mm, it was like one of arc. the
0: only almost decent stories that Ken Penders wrote.
1: Mm, mhm.
0: And then that, cuz that's that that arc is like issues 58 to like 63 or something. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And then everything after that is classic Ken Penders garbage.
1: And that, that, that's what you're that's what you're there for though, let's be honest. If you see Ken Penders is writing something, buy it just to laugh at.
0: It. I mean, I I have I have purposely stayed away from that heathen, from mm. that horrid author because I do not want to get into the point where the stories just actually just get bad. Because mm-hmm. one look cuz cuz even he's in this era of Archie Sonic, uh if you go into the Kempender's era, it's not only when the writing gets bad, it's when the art gets bad too. All right? Cuz Kempender's mm-hmm. was also drawing.
1: Oh, what a chad.
0: So not that only so he, w- he was the like the dictator comics. of Archie Sonic, okay? He was the mm. artist, and he was the writer. And the art is so astronomically awful. He, the, the dude's shading. He pretty much just blots something out in black and then lowers the opacity. Nice. And nice. and like all the characters' mouths when they're talking are like triangles. It's so weird. Mm. So off-putting.
1: And he makes everybody's hair longer longer. And it's, it's, it's so mm. bad. It's so bad. I couldn't imagine the video games making their characters edgier or having bad graphics. I wonder who would have come up with that. <laughs> Shadow the Hedgehog. <laughs> That's a good Shadow meme. Hedge- That's a good Shadow meme. The- Dude, we got to that- play that together. We got to play that together. We have to. Oh, my God. It's like Sonic 06, Shadow the Hedgehog. Man, you just got to play it.
0: Dude, when, when, when Jay Inslee lets us out of our cages... That's what we're mm. gonna do. Oh,
1: by the way, I said that reminds me of one thing. So, um, basically so you know how Shadow says, Where's that fourth chaos emblem?" Oi! Right? We're on radio. What? I gotta oh, edit fine. that out now. Fine. Where's that darn fourth chaos emblem? Remember? Okay. 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 Well, okay. basically, every time a character needs to swear in Kotor, they just say darn. Every time. <laughs> nice. I mean darn's not what they say. But you know what they say.
0: Yeah. 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 yeah so, I, have to, I have to mark yeah.
1: that down now, you fool.
0: <laughs> I need to go back and oh. edit that.
1: Oh, that's deeply unfortunate. I'm a loose cannon, Andrew. You can't stop me. Should I just replace it with like the, the screaming man meme? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> oh. Just It'd be a good just, one. Just like in the middle of a of a calm podcast, just
1: go ah. Oh! <laughs> that sounds about right. That's just that's just Andrew trying to understand this bizarre story.
0: It's so weird. It, like my <laughs> oh, thoughts God. on it are there are too many moving pieces. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it it's cool to have moving pieces in your story, right? Then you see how they progress mm-hmm. and whatnot. But not right, right, you right. have like eighty moving pieces. It's not it, this story is like a freaking
1: Rubik's cube. <laughs> I mean, I will say one thing, which is that the game. So I'm throwing all this lore at you, basically at once but like for example the game just starts with you having no memory and it slowly reveals the story throughout the game so it's it's actually a good game would recommend it and the story is pretty good but if you but i'm also including some stuff that isn't included in the game so yeah i'm throwing a ton of lore but in fairness to the game it is a little bit a bit more controlled understood Mm-mm. um
0: okay so we're about an hour in. I think that's the most we're going to milk out of KOTOR's story today.
1: Sounds about right. But you know what's in KOTOR 2? Oh, no. There's three Sith Lords, one of whom Make is literally too angry Make it to stop. die. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fin- finish what you were going to say. Well, so there's there's a bunch of there's some villains, and I'll talk about them. But one of them is literally too angry to die. Like, he's a zombie. He's dead. His body is decayed. But he's just so angry. He can't die. That's so stupid. I mean it's kinda of funny though, I'm not gonna lie. Ugh,
0: I I'm so angry, I didn't I didn't step on my wife today. <clears throat>
1: <laughs> what? Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't think he has a wife, I'm not gonna lie. If you look him up, you'll 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 see. You'll see.
0: I don't even want to I don't I don't know what kind of uh cringy uh, Star Wars subreddit I'm going to be linked to now that I... That, now I mean, I'm usually it's just r
1: slash Kotor I would think. But, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, what were the other two?
0: What were the other two?
1: Uh, there. Well, there's one guy who's just so hungry he consumes planets. Bruh. And then there's one who I can't get into her because she's kind of a spoiler. So, talk okay. about that next time.
0: All right. Well, Harry... Uh, Would you like to uh, give your final thoughts today?
1: Um, KOTOR's good. You should play it. The story is convoluted if you actually try and understand the entire But the game's good. And I'm excited to see you try and explain a Ken Pender story.
0: All right. Um, I suppose my final thoughts are I never want to go through that again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what I just went through, but I think I kind of got it.
1: All right. Good, and, good,
0: good. And um, I better have something to laugh at next week or in two weeks. I better have something mm. to laugh at. And I promise, I, mean, I promise you guys, the thing that I'm going to talk about next week, there are, there are basic competency in- issues with the characters.
1: Oh, basic? That, basic? I think that's generous there, buddy. Basic
0: competency issues that come up because of Kendrew, Ken Pender's weird style of dialogue. Oh, and it, I'm excited. It, it it is that is the sole reason that it it's confusing there are weird character moments there's a murder
1: okay wait there's murder
0: In but, a sonic
1: comic yeah, well, yeah. We got to have that someone mm, someone mm. dies are there guns are there guns
0: uh if you count eggman's
1: blasters i guess so also um i want one one thing i you just need to explain to me is that Weird, like, French rodent who's, like, Sonic's competing love interest with Sally or whatever.
0: He's not a competing love interest. Don't
1: understand he's a him. wolf.
0: But Ken Antoine Fenders is a good me. character. What are you talking Ken about? Ken Fenders told me.
1: Ken, Ken Fenders <laughs> gave an interview where he said they were a competing love interest. So no, Listen, no I don't know, dude, that's I don't know jo- any that's of this. That's Joffrey
0: St. John, dude. He, he's oh. Australian. Okay, Whatever. I don't know. Oh, we'll get to I... we'll get to Jeffrey at some point. Please
1: explain we'll, this we'll to me. To, we'll I get to we'll get to Big know. Joff
0: at some point, dude. We will <laughs> get to so... him.
1: <laughs> you think my story's confusing? You're like, no, no, no. It's not the French wolf. It's the Australian. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, how could I have been so stupid? <laughs> <laughs> how could I have been so blind? <laughs> it's so obvious. Who else would be Sonic's competing love interest than an Australian rodent? He's a skunk. <laughs> he's a skunk? Yeah, he's a skunk. But does he look like a skunk because he he's in the black and white color scheme? Yeah, he does. He does. I don't know. It feels like that would, you know, be a disadvantage. You know? We could stand out a bit.
0: I don't know, dude. <laughs> uh we'll we will talk about all of that next week. Harry, thank you for uh joining me in this hour of survival. Alright, alright. And I would like to thank you, dear listener, if uh, <laughs> you manage to stay awake through any of that.
1: Mm, good stuff. Um, good stuff.
0: I love your storytelling, Harry, but unfortunately, it's going to have to come to an end here. Uh, Very sad. Again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you did enjoy this little podcast type of thing, uh, I'll be posting it to Spotify, uh, possibly to YouTube as well. And uh, I just want to thank you all so much for listening. And Harry, would you like to, do you have something to say?
1: Ah, uh, no. I think I'm glad I could get that <laughs> no. off my chest. And I'm very, and uh, I'm excited to see you try and explain the Sonic comics. Though I will warn you that I will have a lot of questions.
0: I hope you do. I think that will make for a better show.
1: Yeah, because this is, listen, I can, convoluted Star Wars stories, great, I'm fine. But Sonic comics, they confuse me a lot. Oh, we will get into those. We will get into All those. All right. Anyways, thank I'm you so excited. much for listening. Uh, again,
0: support this radio station uh, if you really did enjoy it. Wash your hands. Wipe your butt. Uh, don't look the toilet seats at your local Taco Bell. And uh, have a good one, guys.